Welcome back to Unemployed with Anna Roisman. Oh, baby, I was employed today. Um, you know what? I'll have to catch up with Ellen about this afterwards. I was employed today, and, and if you can tell by my appearance, if you're watching this on video, uh, it was it was stressful. It was very stressful. I'll give it that. But you know what? Sometimes making the coin is hard. Uh, I will say that. But I'm so excited for our episode today. I mean, we have on my new best friend. Literally, I have never met this person in person, but we collaborated. We've worked together. We've caught up. We've gotten to know each other's lives. She is a very funny comedian. She is an actor. She's a brilliant impressionist. That's how I fell in love with her. Also, guess what? She played Charlie Sheen's girlfriend on Anger Management, so you better look that up after you listen to this pod. But we have Nicole Travolta with us today. Hi. Hi. Welcome. The crowd is losing their mind. The crowd is going wild. They are, yes. They're like, is that Steve and Miranda? <laughs> I did say right before you came on, I go, I go, Ellen, do you know who Nicole is? I was like, we did the video together. We did. She played Samantha. And I do I remember that. Miranda. Miranda. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's Miranda. Yes, my yeah. new best friend. Every time you're looking for Miranda, I'm like, I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> It's me, Che. <laughs> uh, che, it's me. That Get the open the door. I, I still picture you like banging, like just your neck when you're banging on the door. You don't even have to say anything and I was dying. I um, just think of you and Jared all the time. Just like, he was like, come on, Anna, hurry up. It's cold. And you're like, just one more shot. <laughs> I know. Like, now I'm like, Jared, it's warm out. Do you want to go film? <laughs> it's summer. <laughs> Get ready. Um, Jared. Do you know that I literally, okay, you you have more wigs than anyone I know, right? It's cra- I, it's really crazy. I well, I thought I had sixty two, but now I realize that I have sixty five because wow. I had two on two. Do they on pay rent? Do they have like their own bedroom? Like how does? <laughs> You know, they don't. And it's so sad that they're in like this. Okay. So right behind me, I have this really nice white chest from like West Elm Mm -hmm. and in it is stuffed with all of my props and wigs. So there's like this very expensive, like very nice, like adult sort of, what what are these things called? Like, um, uh, like, like a a chest, like a chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An armoire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, inside of it is just, it's like. Lisa Rinna and um, Miranda <laughs> and Carrie, like, and all of that. And then the other side is just stuffed with my props. I'm like, this is so sad for this Like, poor, it should like, be I, lingerie and cashmere sweaters. Totally. But, no. Yeah. Anyone who's, yeah, you get wigs and that's all you get. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, that's how I found you. I don't know what I saw. I think you're no, Samantha. I, I, no, I think, well, maybe you did, but oh, Andrea. I saw Andrea posted you <laughs> which is the I've n- I peed my pants when you went up to someone's buzzer and was <laughs> you were like <laughs> in my building like, when I was looking for Jay well, Diaz. You I were was, like, yeah. no, you were like, hey, it's Jay. Hey, it's me, Jay, or hey, whatever. Because Jay did that in the show. <laughs> and I, I'm like getting teary right now. It was <laughs> so <laughs> funny. And I think then I, re- I started following you, and I wrote to you. I think, and I'm Somehow, like, oh my god, I'm, obs- I'm yeah, obsessed like, with you. Marry me for all the shit that and just like that got it. 
brought friendships together. It you know did. what I mean? It really it connected a whole group of people. I mean, so I can't wait for season two. And hopefully we're going to make – we already have – we're going to have a series. We're going to have an after show. We're going to have – it's Every. truly going to be one of those things where we're going to have to be like on call, like we're going to have to watch it and then be like, okay, here we go. Like, yeah. what are we be, doing? We're yeah, gonna it's going to be a whole thing. We're going to have to like do it. Yeah, it really yeah, is. This is question. our Marvel, I think. This, this, is, this is our Marvel. <laughs> Wait, I know this isn't what this is about, but I do have a question for you. Do you sleep? Yes, of course I sleep. Of what course time? I sleep. I need to know what time you go to bed and what time you wake up because I feel like you're up really late and also up kind of early. Okay, I go to bed really late. I do. Go what to time? Bed. Uh, Ellen, did you shake your head as she's not up early? Um, she's not up early. No, definitely <laughs> okay. not. I go to bed. We probably go to bed. I like to go to bed before too. Um, okay, Jared too. To. Yeah, Jared too. We're late people because they're eating then, dinner at like ten p.m. <laughs> eat dinner at like ten. It's awful. <laughs> Literally, my one of my good friends who lives in L.A. We are always on the same time, but she's on West Coast time and I'm on East Coast time. Um, no, I eat dinner at like nine thirty. I mean, I try to. Eat. I try so hard to be an earlier person, and then I get up. We set the alarm at eight thirty. I'd say oh, wow. I'm up by nine. 30. <laughs> so you get like a solid like seven – you still get like eight hours. Yeah. What is your sleep schedule? Um, I honestly – I ha- I'm, I like to get up early. I like the quiet of the morning. But lately, I don't know what my deal is. I've been like going to sleep early, like 10, 45, 11, and then I still can't get my ass up by like eight. <laughs> like this morning, I was like, I've been sleeping for like 10 hours at this point. Like why can't I get up? And I, I love just – can't, you but, need I, it. but it's different here, right? Like I feel like there's LA is an earlier town. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's just different. So, but I always am like, I'm in bed. It's 11 p.m. and you're like, isn't this funny? And I'm like, <laughs> isn't it like two o'clock in the morning? They're like, what the? F-? It's Monday. I'm in bed. I probably feel doing? extra comfortable DMing my West Coast friends because I'm like, they're definitely up. If I'm, up. oh yeah, 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 hundred <laughs> percent. But I like that you're late. I mean, I think it's great. Well, we always worked nights, you know? Like, Ellen, we would eat dinner after HQ. We'd eat at, like, 10.30 every night. So my schedule for a while was, like, 3 to 9 was my schedule. Yeah, that's rough. Um, But I I am a late-night person. I do like to do – I'm productive at night. In the morning, it takes me a while to, like, be a human. You know what I mean? You're a real New Yorker. Am I? Well, we'll see. Soon you're going to be going to bed at 1045. <laughs> That's an age thing. You know, my birthday happened and I'm like, I need to, I can't like do what I did. I'm also very impressed. Can I just say one thing? You know, uh, we're talking about our sleep schedules. Can we talk about our party schedules? Because Nicole, like I, I, I we caught up, we met, we did this video. I was like, oh my God, she's like, she's my age. We're like the same person. We've, we've had a lot of similar experiences. And then I see her go, I see you go to what, not one, but two weekends of Coachella and then, and she's in Vegas and she's in Mexico. And I am like, damn, Nicole has the energy of a 22 year old. I do. On drugs. Like, I'm I like, do. Oh <laughs> here's the thing. I literally, this is, so I, I like briefly, like, so I've always had so much energy and I like, I got married. I'm divorced. So I got married at a young age for our generation. And then yeah. I went through this divorce. And not that like I didn't experience things with him, but I feel like I I now I understand. I feel like I finally feel like myself. Like even down to doing these characters and impressions, like I don't feel that I would have 
I don't feel like I was in touch with who I am as much in mm-hmm. my 20s like that as I am now. And now I just feel so incredibly free. I'm and so it's glad. so messed up because I'm like, I'm not 22. Yeah. When am I going to stop? Like, when do I stop doing this? And it's not- You don't. You don't I'm have to stop. An, no, I don't. But <laughs> it's also not, like, I'm not, I also am not an out every weekend type of person. Like, I I love being home. I really love the, like, creating and writing and doing the things that I love to do. But then I'm like, when I let loose, like, when there's a music festival or a show or there's an opportunity to go to Vegas or that's a bachelorette party that I just went on, I am, like, balls out. Someone wrote me on some random person DM'd me on Instagram and goes, "You have more energy than a than a nuclear power plant." Or wow. Like that. I'm like, like, yeah, you're right. I've never been compared like, to a power plant. Thank you. I do. What? No, it is very impressive. And I, you know what? I get it though because we've talked about this. You are living your life. You were in a long relationship and you're free. You're able to just like fucking do what you want now. No exactly. one's Exactly holding you back. No emotions should hold you back. No. And I admire you for that because I was in an eight-year relationship and it's hard to go through those years in your 20s where you're just like, you're growing up as a person and then not know how to be on your own, but know it's better for you. So a hundred percent. I think it's just you. about like, yeah, it's just like finding yourself within a bit, but yeah. So my, my party schedule, your sleep schedule, it's going to be great. <laughs> I love it. I can't. I love it. I can't wait. Um, first of all, for those of you who haven't found Nicole, I mean, we're going to plug your handles, but Nicole Travolta on social media, your your videos are out of this world. Her, Your voices, everything. I admire you, and I love that we support each other. Like, you, me, and Andrea had a meeting once, and I was like, these girls are fucking it. Like, they're not here to, like, compete over, like, how many views did you get on, on that video versus how many views I got on my video? Like, people are, like, like that. And you guys were just, like, sharing my stuff, and I'm sharing your stuff. And it's just so – it's so nice and so supportive. I so agree, too. And I think that it's so – I think that someone asked me recently if I found that – this like community is really supportive. And the truth is, to be honest with you, I don't, I do and I don't between other people in comedy. I think it's very competitive, especially because people will get on there. Like you and I could do the same impression, but it's going to be a completely different take. And who cares? Yeah. You're, you can do their impressions are anyone's it's fair game. Like Mm -hmm. as long as you're not stealing what other people are saying online, you know what I mean? Like, It's anyone's game and why there's I mean, if there were a list of the Trump impressions we've had over the last eight years, it's like (laughs) – It's insane. Like, and I find it to be so interesting when there's like a claim of another human being. And I'm like, why – there's room for everyone to create and be – uh, chat, like supportive of each other and like yeah. this impression is going to be different than this impression and this impression is going to be different than this impression and I I just think it's so nice to find like a, a group of women in comedy who are like elevating each other and truly doing that with no skin off their back if you will yeah. you know like they're really supportive and it's rare and I think that you can find little pockets of people but overall it's like very exclusive to each like individual group of people and I yeah. just don't understand 
Yeah, it's um, it's a beast, and you have yeah. to have thick fucking skin for all of it. And yeah, but it, but it, when you do have people who are there to like cheer you on, it makes it worth it. And I agree. And people who engage with your posts, just for the listeners out there, any comment, any like, any share. When you share a video of mine, it feels like someone just handed me like a birthday cake. Like I always yeah. feel so grateful. I'm like, oh my god, you're sharing this with your friends. That's so nice. Don't you feel that way? It's like. It's so sweet. I'm like, I'm like, because then more more people get to see it and more people get to learn who you are. And maybe they'll click on your other stuff and maybe they'll be like, oh, she's an actress. Oh my God, that's so funny. (laughs) I'm a film producer and I am looking for this girl. Like, you never know where your shit can take you. I also think that people don't understand how, especially the people that are putting a ton of time into the creating this stuff, is that. You're really like, I find the algorithm to be a creativity killer sometimes because you're like, oh, I just did this thing. Is it not good? It's only got 200 likes or whatever. But really what you're fighting up against is an algorithm. And also people, for the listeners, what people often don't understand is that every like, every comment, every share is pushing you up. Mm -hmm. And the algorithm right now, especially on Instagram, has totally shifted. Yeah. And you don't see anyone's stuff. Like, I'm not seeing anybody's stuff anymore. It's really strange. It's really weird. And that's why I see it when people share it. So I'll see it on a story because I follow you and I see you and your dog. Then I'm like, oh, she did a video. But I won't see it organically. I'll just see it when I look at your story. So you have to be paying attention to these things. And then like oftentimes you'll go – people will – you'll go back. Oh, yeah, so-and-so did a video. Like let me go support it. And it's obviously, you know, that people (laughs) don't She'll do it at midnight when it – she'll like like three of my videos and be like, how did I miss these? And I'm like, I I love it. (laughs) I'm just like as long as I can get there at some point. But I try – I like to be on it because I know it matters. But anyways, yeah. I know. But, you know, it – it's nice when people engage because yeah. you are fighting the algorithm. And but you know what? I feel like the creativity thing. Like Ellen and I, we've talked about this forever. Because how I, I for a year now, I've tried to become a TikTok star. And you know what? I'm just <laughs> I'm just inching my way <laughs> to another <laughs> follower right now, somewhere out there. But I feel like um, there's so much out of your control, and so and and so I try I try to you know I. It's hard because when you like to create, you want to make it good. But I try so hard to put in as little time as possible because sometimes you sign on and you're like, hey, this guy farted. And that gets 14 million views. And you're like – infuriating. And and you can't compare it, you know? I'm always like – that's the thing. You can't compare. What you're doing on there is so different from like what that girl's doing when she's making that pasta dish, what that guy's doing when he's man on the street. Like fucking – you know, it's all so different. So it's like unless you're doing the same exact – Fucking video, which no one's really doing. I mean, I guess the the cooking ones, you know, they're some of them. <laughs> the cooking ones, to me, I don't even like to cook, but I could legitimately watch the cooking videos on TikTok. Oh yeah, it's like porn. Like I feel like I'm having a full blown orgasm watching them. They're like, and then you're gonna take the trays out and you're gonna mm-hmm. put it in, and then you just mix them. It's therapy. Stuff, and I'm like. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Two hundred thousand hits and mine doesn't. Yeah. What the fuck? And also, all the cooking people are also like, "I'm going to show you how to make my sun-dried tomato pasta, and I promise you, you're going to love it." <laughs> they all <laughs> say the same thing. And then I love it. I do love it. And, and then, then I, I do, and then I love it. You should see how many favorited, how many like all, half the TikToks I like are food. Like that's all I watch. Oh. That's all I get. That's all I see. I've begged an account to take me to dinner with them. These sisters. 
<laughs> these sisters, the sisters, do you know, shout out to Sister Snacking. Do you, I should have them on an episode. Ellen, do you follow the sisters? No, it's, please. No, I'm going to go follow explain. them after this, though. Four sisters, and they are covering the whole unit. One's in college somewhere else. They're from Connecticut, but they're mostly in New York, but they're like ever. and now restaurants are just sending them places, and I'm like, the sister's. I got to come. I, I like literally comment. I'm like, down the street from me, where was my invite, bitch? Like, I love you. Are we okay in the brain that you're just like, why aren't you inviting me? This is <laughs> like, I'm so confused. I, Are they snacking? What's happening? They just they they just review restaurants. They do a series okay. called like Iconic or Overrated. And they're going to like all the like hits of New York, like the old places that people are that like, you got to go dream. here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I That's have seen one of these. Then. Anyway, yeah. uh, I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell them I talked about you on the podcast today. Um, cause they're, yeah, they're and then maybe they're going to eating their way you, through New York. Yeah. How many followers do they have? Uh, like a hundred thousand, like a lot. Okay, but that's actually a hundred thousand. I feel like is a good place. You could, I bet you could easily get them on here too. Book them. Like they're not. I don't you know, know if I could I mean? get all four, but, you know, I could maybe I could get one or two, you know? Yeah, two, four is, like, too many anyways in here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, okay, so we, not, we need to talk about your life, your work life. That is what okay. this podcast is all about. I love to get to know people's work history. So, teenage Nicole, I want to know where you grew up okay. um, and what you wanted to be when you grew up. Did you know? Oh, yeah, I knew. <laughs> Still trying to get there. Yeah. Um. So, I – I'm from LA. I lived in Orlando, Florida. I was there for um for teenage Nicole lived in Orlando, Florida. Okay. Um, I work started working at a really young age because my parents were divorced, and you know my mom was a single parent. I mean, my dad was involved, but like you know, still single parent. Yeah. And so I always wanted to sort of make my own money, and so mm-hmm. I. Before I was like legally allowed to have a job, there was um, uh, my friends of ours that had a pizza place in Orlando, but they were originally from New York. So it was like the best New York pizza. I don't even mm-hmm. remember what it's. I want to say it was just called New York Pizza or something. We love like it. That. You know, give it, give the people what they want. Yeah, yeah. And it was in a strip <laughs> mall, which is very classic Florida. Florida. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I, I worked there and worked as a cashier and made money, I think, yeah, like under the table. Mm-hmm. And I loved it because you could always go in and have pizza and then they would like send you home with things and you and uh, other people like friends would work there as well you smelled really bad when you left which is Mm -hmm. I feel like a rite of passage when you're working in a restaurant you have to just smell terrible you're lucky it was pizza I worked in a fish fish restaurant you know it's oh yeah worse and those even worse (laughs) so that was and I always I always since I was a kid I always wanted to be an actor Mm -hmm. I just um I didn't go to college. I nothing ever shifted for me. I honestly was like waiting at certain points for myself to be like, I don't, I know this is too much. Like, it's not a good idea. It's just such a tough business, and it just never did. And so, I at one point would have let, like, I wanted to go to Tish, and mm-hmm. my parents were sort of like, no, like, mm-hmm. if you want to be an actor. Like be an actor, but we're definitely not going to pay fifty thousand plus a year for you to go to school for acting. Wow! So want to go to college? Yeah, they were Your like, parents you were go to- smart. 
Well, and that's the thing is that the truth is, is that I probably would have ended up with all those student loans and stuff. And I think, I used to think would I regret not going and I, I don't, I still don't. I think there's certain things that like going to somewhere like a Tish that you probably could have made connections, but I also don't even know that that's really the truth. Like mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I for don't some, know. For some, for some people. it is, but it's not, you know, so yeah. I've wanted to do this my whole life. And so even in high school, I wasn't a great student. I really kind of just, just wasn't interested. Did you do the like plays in high school though? Like I did plays, but I also growing, going to high school in Florida was, I found it to be hard, a different lifestyle. It was a lot of like partying, a lot of people acting way older than they yeah. were. A lot of, we, at our high school had like a, a lot of tragedies. It was just a really interesting upbringing there. And I, I skipped a lot of class. I wasn't interested. I couldn't focus. I also wanted to make more friends. So then I went down the cheerleading route and then got mixed up in that. I was kind of just not really knowing where I kind of fit in. And then it just was tough. So, and then, and then, yeah. And so then I, I worked at this pizza place and then I worked at a place called Frogger's, which was a um, like a restaurant and bar and smelled even worse. I was a hostess. Mm-hmm. But all these places were super fun because we got to work together as like a lot of friends would work together from school. That's cool. And then my favorite thing is that I worked at Abercrombie. Mm-hmm. The elite you- of the elite. The hottest people we've had on this podcast. We've had many Abercrombie, uh, ex-Abercrombie employees. Did you uh, watch the Netflix? I haven't thing? watched it yet, and I literally just said this morning I need to watch it. Did you I, watch it? I, I watched, watched a little bit. It. Yeah, and exactly. then I fell asleep, but for no reason other than I fell asleep. And then I think Jared finished it, so he w- never was like finish it. But I should finish it. I don't yeah, remember. It's interesting end. though. Definitely, it's interesting yeah. because yeah. working out. there was interesting. I mean, you made no. Were money. you a greeter? Were you like they were like she's hot? Put her in the front. I was a greeter. I was a, (laughs) let's go. She's really cute. Let's go. Um, (laughs) She, I was in the front. I also worked the cash register. I also folded. It was, again, my friends and I got the job together and we worked there together. And so you made like, I'm I'm not kidding. I want to say I made Six bucks an hour. No way. What? Six or seven (laughs) bucks an hour. Because back then, yeah, it was like no money. And they wanted you to buy the clothes. So you'd get, there Mm. were times that you'd get 50% off or whatever. And then you would get the most amount of clothes then. But you're, you didn't work that much. They didn't, they didn't format the job for you to make a living. They formatted it for them to get as many people in there as possible and as many right. different faces. So you had these part-time four to six hour gigs a couple days a week, <laughs> but you couldn't make any money and you couldn't afford anything to buy there. So it was kind of a shit show. They used you, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, they did use me. Uh, did you like the clothes though? Did you buy, did you wear them? My God, yeah. I was the most basic bitch ever <laughs> in high school. Like every, <laughs> I was such a basic bitch. Like anything that was uh, anything... 
that had like a thing, like I did it. I had chunky highlights. I had thin eyebrows. <laughs> I had wore like the silver eyeliner. I wore juicy couture sweats. Yes. Then I yes. was covered in Abercrombie. Lip smackers, I, like French vanilla, like hundred percent lips. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was attracted to the boys by like the thing of the time. So whether sure. it was a blonde bowl cut or I lost my virginity to a guy with spiky hair that looked like Me he too. Was, yes, yes. It was like hard. You could like knock it. Oh yeah, you could <laughs> knock it. And then it was and then there was the like kind of the <gasps> this sort of thing, you know, yeah. the short hair with um. Yeah. So I really the, went like with vintage t- Devin Sawa. Like. Oh yeah. yeah. And just anything. I was just very. I went through a grunge phase <laughs> where I wore like really big ball necklaces and Jinko jeans. Oh hell yeah! And then I was a Tommy Hilfiger girl and went preppy. Like I was totally. A You're making your way around bitch. the mall. Yeah, every yeah, year, yeah, the yeah. new Nicole. She's like, hey, <laughs> when you, you guys look at a magazine lately or what? <laughs> You're like, you ever seen what's in? (laughs) Oh, God. I love it. How long did Abercrombie last? I was there. I was there. I want to say a couple of years. And then I left. I got done with high school and then I left. And then I worked at a place called Charlie's Steakhouse. Um, In Florida? You were still in in Florida? In Florida. And that's where I met my ex-husband. So he – that's how I met him. And that was actually – Charlie's was actually one of my favorite jobs that I ever had because you made really decent money. It was like a five-star restaurant and people would tip you, tip the host to get seated faster. Sure. It was a great group of people. I met my ex at the time. And so it was just a lot of fun and a very transitional. Did he work there or you met him as a guest? He worked there. He was like one (laughs) of the managers and he actually was with somebody when I started working there. He was had um, a girlfriend at the time, but I was uh. had such a crush on him. And I I was like, oh, God, he's never going to break up with this girl. They've been together for so long. And then he did. Oh my and God. I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to move right in. And now we're divorced. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a big – we're all like in it. We're like, yeah, yeah. she did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, 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 married. she jumped way further <laughs> down the road. Wow. And now we're divorced. It. I love um, it. And so, yeah. So then I worked there for a few years and then I moved. I I, I then, while I was living in Florida, I booked uh, One Tree Hill, Whoa. which got me my SAG. Yeah. That got yeah. you your SAG card? That got me my SAG card. I had one line. Where did on, that well, film? In LA? It filmed in North Carolina. Okay. So there was casting call and I went to the casting call and these casting directors, Lisa and Greg Finn Cannon. Did oh gosh, the, she like, She's good. I know I can't remember believe I remember some of the stuff, but I they had like a um you know like a casting for the East Coast yeah and then like, so you I showed got up it. in person I too. showed up in person and then I ended up I auditioned a few times and I ended up getting I was like one of the girls Haley who was a regular on the show she was on tour and I was one of her female roadies. Nice. And it was really fun. And then I got my SAG card from that. And then I moved back here. And then back I – Back here is L.A. L.A. I mm-hmm. moved back here to L.A. And then – She's like, I got that SAG card. I got to go to Hollywood. Bye-bye. I was like, yeah. I got into my ex ended up <laughs> falling out. I was like, I've got my SAG card. I'm going to make it. <laughs> well, you want to know what I got my SAG card on? You're going to laugh. Yes. I got it on Gossip Girl in New York. Shut up. Here's the thing. Okay. I had one line. 
Um, Wait, how funny that we both got because <laughs> Gossip CW was CW was WB. Yes, and One Tree Hill. It's on the same network. Okay, mm-hmm. continue. Just no, and it, it was it was. I've told this on the podcast before, but it was one line on Gossip Girl. I was Chuck Stripper, but I was a morning after girl. You know, I wasn't like in the club. I was like, I'm the one you took home, and then like. uh What's her face? Leighton Meester like walks in the room and she's like, is that pole dancer like <laughs> wearing my agent provocateur top? And I'm like, no, it's mine. And then I pick it up and, my, and then I leave the room. But I, you know, and and I was so excited. I'm like, I got my SAG card. They, you know, I got to wear like a robe all day because I was dressed like a hooker. And then this girl from my hometown was like the guest star of the episode, like the whole episode. So I was like, oh my God, I can't share this on Facebook. Like, it's so embarrassing. Like this other girl is the whole episode and everyone's like, did you see her? She's on Gossip Girl. And I was like, I had like one friend who like at the time, like took a photo of their TV, you know, and like uploaded it to Facebook. I was like, is this you? Oh God. And it's, that's so sad because you're like, so happy about this one I was it's so, excited. so weird. Like you're so excited, and to be on Gossip Girl, like that is the dream. So funny though, and I was just so I didn't move right to Hollywood after I got the card. You know, I was like, well, you still have more work to do here in New York. <laughs> you're like the things can be done. But, well, I mean, my dad was here too, so like my family is as here is in L.A. Yeah. So I was like, I'll move, but I really, I ha- I got a really great. I had really great representation and. I got very lucky in that department. But the truth is, is that I wasn't ready. And I don't think I was going out for a lot of stuff that I don't, I don't, I just don't think you, like, not that you, I feel like there's a skill of auditioning and then there's a skill of also being on set and like crafting the role and stuff like that. And I didn't, it wasn't a gradual thing, right? So they didn't send me out for smaller parts, which they, I feel like they should have. It was like very yeah. big guest stars. They also want to make money. Money. And you're good. Right. If you're a day player, you know, it's like nothing to them. It's exactly. But to you, it's like, it's, it's a lot. It, it's, yeah. I always had this conversation with reps where I was like, why I want to go out for the under fives right now. Like I'm not, if I don't have yeah. a bunch of these, how am I going to get, you know, but. And some people do, they get, they get like, and I also think that back then too, I also was in my head. Like I always thought that I would end up on something like a gossip girl where now, not that I wouldn't take that, but I want, I'm but like a sitcom person. I have a lot of energy. I'm a comedy person. Mm-hmm. And I could do drama, but I I just feel like I didn't know. I just didn't know myself. I was such a yeah. mess in so many ways, and in we a relationship, and like I mean, yeah, like you just don't you don't you need- think I want to be an I can, if I'm an actor I can do anything, and then you start to realize like what are my strengths? These are my strengths, <clears throat> right? I hope people can recognize that. I hope I get into the right auditions, the right rooms where people see like what I'm really good at. And yeah, exactly. Doesn't always happen. <laughs> no. So then I'll to get to the – the best is is that I – then I got divorced and my whole life really, really fell apart. Like I was in very much a deep state of a functioning depression. How many years were you married? I was only married for four years, but I was with him for like 13. Wow. Wow, wow, It was wow. really hard. When yeah. you moved back to LA, were you just act? Were you just auditioning and stuff or did you have to work? Did you Yeah, have- so I was just auditioning and then I helped I helped my family out and mm-hmm. so like that was and that was, you know, easy or whatever. Um and then when I then I started working and I was able to sort of sustain I w- was working quite a bit and honestly 
I was booking these jobs and making really good money. And then I got some commercials and I was like, oh my God, like I'm with, when I did anger management, I then, it was literally anger management, Hawaii Five-O, The Middle, Two and a Half Men, Secret Life of the American Teenager. And it just like really started to go like this. And I, I was say like, work begets work. So. Work begets work. And it, and it did. And it sort of spiraled. And I was like, I'm going to book up. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to, but I did a movie. I was like, I'm going to book a pilot. Like Mm -hmm. this is, I'm going to book this pilot or book a pilot. And then all of a sudden I get married and the next year, like just everything starts shifting. I'm not in a great place. My marriage quickly starts sort of like unraveling and I just, I've lost, like it, I just wasn't good. My reps at the time, I feel like we're like, you're not in a good place. They, didn't want to work with me and were like sort of just sort of like and they my manager at the time left the industry so it was kind of like a weird situation but I just felt very abandoned I felt yeah. like I abandoned myself I felt just if you're lost not, I mean you know now like you need to take care of yourself you need that weekend in Vegas like to make yourself to revive yourself like you need to mentally be okay to do what we do. You can't you can't just show up and clock in and put go on your computer and just zone out but get the work done. You have yeah. to you have to like mentally be in an okay place to put yourself out there on camera in front of these people and 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 act and like, you know, and be funny and have timing and everything. And if you're not there, like it sucks, but like then you you figured it out though. You like put, picked yourself up and you're like, "All right, I'll do I got to get back to like me again. Well, you know, I th- it's exactly it. I think, you know, you know, those feelings of sometimes where you're, you feel this pressure, like you're mi- going to miss out on something, or maybe it's that someone else is going to do something before you. It's like this weird mental fuckery that you put yourself through when the reality is, is that acting and comedy, it's like you're pulling from life stuff and you're pulling yeah. from your... You know what I mean? And so for, f- to not be okay. And then at the time, nothing was virtual. So I was going into these rooms just feeling lost and not good. And so I was so hard. My personal life was so bad. And my home life was so bad. And my marriage was so bad. And I had things going on with my family that were not good. And I just was in such a dark place that to have to go and then be put on this like performance. Yeah. I just, I wasn't. And when you're young too, I feel like an impressionable, you think I can do this still. Yeah. Like, that's my personal life. This is my career. Yeah. I can go do this. And you don't think the two connect, but. No, exactly. Do. And they do. And yeah. they do and they do. And I think that there are some people, especially back in the day, I think you hear a lot more of, a lot of people were be like, oh my God, I had an addiction issue or whatever. And I was going to these jobs or I was auditioning and somehow they still are able to sort of get in, but then it eventually fall, you fall apart mm-hmm. eventually. So if it's before you, you know, have your break or during, like, I feel very grateful that I was able to sort of go through everything that I went through yeah, you'll and be get to the place that I'm now. And exactly. But then when I, my, everything fell apart, I was in financial hell. Yeah. And my friend owns a spray tanning company and I started spray tanning people. She offered me a job because I was in 
terrible shit. Like, I love I, it. I, I, like, I, that's a good friend, though, who's like. Yeah, she's the I mean, it's the best. But the job itself is like, I just, I'm like, do I really see, like, I was at the salon at the time. And I would go in there and you would – and these people would like just come in, Strip. take off their – and I'm like, yeah. how men, much pussy do I see a day? <laughs> like how much of this do I see a day? Like this is so A lot so of people would be really weird. jealous of your job. They're like, how much so do you see would, a day? <laughs> yeah, a lot. And then you start realizing that vaginas are all different. They come in all different shapes and sizes. Not that you're like staring, but you're like, no body is the same. Yeah. It's just so interesting. And then you have these people who are like really specific and you take that on. It's just, I don't know, it's so wild. Just that. I love that just out of the blue, you're like, I'm going to spray tan people now. (laughs) And to be honest with you, I was like, I I kind of was like, I was gung ho about it, but you also kind of go through these moments where you're sort of like, I'm so sad that this is like, I feel that I've taken a hundred steps backwards. I completely, I can like, I, my brain just like went there. Like, cause like you, I mean, I didn't have a run of all those TV shows, but the first commercial audition I ever went out on, I booked, which is like a mind fuck, you know, like they flew me to Chicago. I'm a Walmart employee. I made, I made great money. It was holidays. It was like, and I thought, (laughs) I didn't even know I wanted to do commercials, but I want to do every commercial. And then years go by and I'm in like a fucking – I'm filing – I filed for a urologist for $20 an hour uptown oh where God. I was like putting away like dick photos like in people's files. And I, and I had those moments in there where I was – it was like Wait, what kind? Did you see all sorts of different dick? Yes, but like all, all, all kinds of dicks. But they were um, x-rays, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I was just like – I cried because one day I was like allergic in this office too because it was like literally from the 80s. Like nothing was digitized. So I was literally putting photos in like files and I was like crying and I was like, what happened? Like I – why am I here? Why am I sitting here doing that? But at the same time, on on another day, your emotions are different, right? And you show up and you're like, "What? this is fine, whatever. I can leave when I want. I just have to show up and do like six hours today. Like I don't – you know, I can go to my other auditions. I can write. I can do shit. But like, yeah, it's demeaning. (laughs) You're just like – You do. And you feel – you do. You find this level of gratefulness because you're like, oh my God, I'm – you know, this dug me out of a really deep, dark hole and I would – be so I mean I don't know what I would have done you yeah. know I, I'm not a I I don't think I mean I, if I had to I would have but I didn't want to be a waitress I've never been a waitress I was always a hostess I you don't make any money in retail like what what else do you do mm-hmm. and I find it to be so interesting too because people are so hard on actors you at people ask you what you do I don't know if you ever feel this way but I mean I've been in an uber before and I'm like so, I can tell the person's the driver's like maybe a bit strange and they'll be like, so what do you do? And I've lied and I've been like, I'm an accountant. <laughs> well, you have to in LA. Why the fuck do they talk to you in Ubers? Yeah. You get oh, in, they talk to you. you. If you get, yeah. If you get in any Uber in New York, you will not say one Great. word. Great. Good. They're ask you your name and then that's Anna, it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Bye-bye. We are, we are not ta- talking. So in LA, it's so, it's so trippy. They ask you what goes, you do. He goes, I got out of jail on Thursday. And I'm like, 
Get goes, me out of this car. He goes, he goes, don't ask why. And I was like, okay. You're like, I don't want to be in here with you. It's, it's, it's so, it's crazy. It's, uh, they, they really ask you a lot of questions, but you don't want to deal. Right. Because if you in, say I'm an actor, they're going to go, what, where, what have you been in? I right? was at a, I went to a, a friend of mine. I invited another fr- to a friend of basically friends to come to this like party that um, was up in the hills or whatever. And I was like, I would do that. I haven't done that in a while. So we were at dinner, my friend and I, and then we went up and we stopped by and it was very funny, very like Hollywood-esque party. And I was like, this is hilarious. I haven't, I haven't done something like this in, since I was like 23. Mm-hmm. And I, and this girl, it's a lot, was like a lot of like, producers and whatever and this girl is like she's like so what do you do so are you in the industry too and I Mm -hmm. was like and I didn't want to answer the question but I was like you know what fuck it I'm gonna own it like you know like I wanted her to like leave I was like maybe she's drunk enough that she's not gonna ask me again and then she's like and I avoided it for a second and she's like so so you're are you in the industry are you like an agent or like what's your deal and I was like (laughs) I was like I'm an I'm a I'm a I'm a comedian I was like I I I forgot what I said I was like I'm a comedian I'm an actor and she's like Oh, God. So am I going to regret saying this to you when I look you up tomorrow morning? <laughs> um, what? <laughs> also, it was very Jennifer Cool. I was it Jennifer Coolidge because I got that. I, I got, got that little, vibe a little bit. I was like, I was like who? <laughs> Wait, she was Jennifer Coolidge. It's always Jennifer Coolidge. Anytime it's anybody else, it's just going to be like, oh, God. <laughs> no, but she was really – it was – I was like – what? Yeah, what? I don't think you're going to regret it, and I'm not going to ask you for a job. Like, I'm just smear. But they – my point is, is that I don't feel like people realize how difficult this is. And mm-hmm. to be able to put yourself out there like this and all the different crap you have to do and all the different ways you're holding your breath at times of fin- for financial things or at least, you know, when you're young. Some people don't have those issues, but – it's people don't get all the shit you have to go through. You're filing dick x-rays and <laughs> looking at vaginas and uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. whole, just down and out a lot. And then you get people who are like, mm, you're an actor. Mm-hmm. Cool. Sh- sure you are. <laughs> sure. What have you been in? <laughs> yeah. It always happens like like holidays when I go home or when you like, you know, you're with people you didn't like, you, you don't like meet or like live around I can't I can't it was easy having a job every night like Ellen like for HQ it was like very easy to be like yeah I'm a comedian I'm an actor right now I host a game show oh you can watch it seven nights a week yeah it was nice when I had like a, a consistent thing but now that's not it's like well, this week I'm a, I'm a copywriter. I'm a host. I'm a writer. I, I make Instagram videos. I, I, you know, and they're like, okay, yeah, I make Instagram videos too. Like, yeah, it's yeah, of course you do. Like you're like sure, 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 sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is hard. It's very hard to explain yourself. So, did anything crazy happen at? Do you have any like wild stories from from spray tan days or? that you that you want to tell or are you not is there is there do you have to sign a I guess when you're seeing people's vaginas do you, you, you don't have to say names yeah I don't have to say names okay I actually have a good one because you so, are in Hollywood I'm yeah. not, I've gotten spray tans and you know 
Maybe the there's like people- a spray tanner's code that you can't break. You know, yeah, there's there's a few tanners. that I wouldn't be able. I'm literally gonna show up at her door and knock and be like, "Hi, can, I know we're friends and I know you're an actor, but can you spray tan me? Can you I spray have- tan me? Because I need to. <laughs> do your friends I do really that need a tan. They- oh yeah, like for hotel, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> for hotel for a hundred percent. Who sprays um, you? Your friend. With, with some of the girls at the like, there's okay. other girls at the salon and stuff, and everyone is like, it, it's. I mean, it's the best tan in LA. It really is. It changes okay. your whole life. But, um, so the craziest story from one of the funniest stories that I have is that so this girl comes in, and she is just like this sort of kind of like a very petite blonde girl just so you can get like a picture and she's carrying a Chanel bag but she's holding it with like her fingers like this like (laughs) I mean you can't I mean I don't know if people can see me but like it's like a little like just like holding it up and just very miniature Chanel bag with bedazzled jeans rock hard boobs she comes in and she's just got this thing about her and she's like hi I'm going to Cabo with my boyfriend and I just want to be dark. But is I it required? Everyone has to dark. tell you where they're going and why they need a spray tan. Well, the best thing about it is, is that you're sort of like, hmm, mm-hmm. great. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was no, like, that's but funny that they all it, tell it, you it's why. It's all a, it's a, like a whole spiel. And she was like, I want to be really tan, but I don't want to be orange, but I don't want to be I don't want to be not noticeably tan, but I want to be, like, dark. And you're just sort of like, okay, got it. Like, it makes just virtually no sense. Like, don't worry, we won't make you orange, but, you know, I want to be tan, but not tan, whatever. So she takes – she comes in. She takes off her clothes. You go – and so in the salon, there was, like, a – like, a – like, a – like a um, chest thing that you could pull out all the things that you need, like lotion and the hairnet and the lip stuff. So all the things to make it so you're, so that you're not like your hands aren't orange or, Mm -hmm. you know, that they're protecting their lips and their hair and all that stuff. So she comes in and she stands up against, you know, on the towel, whatever. And I prep her, whatever, prep her feet, put lotion on, whatever. I'm like, okay, turn around and face the back. So she turns around and faces the back and she bends over and far enough where her whole ass cheeks spread and you can basically see her whole butthole. And then she goes, ooh, like, ooh, I forgot something and goes, ooh, reaches in her butthole Pulls out a wad of jelly <gasps> and tosses it on the ground. What? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> How did, what are you doing? A wad of jelly? What are you, like a. It looked like she was having anal sex. Like my interpretation mm. was that she was having anal sex. It was lame. And forgot. My brain honestly went to like diner jelly. I'm like, yeah. what did she like stick up the like it strawberry looked, jam for later? Like it, lo- it was pink. Like it wasn't like blood or anything, but it looked like pink, like strawberry KY sort of jelly, whatever. And she just <laughs> flicks it on the ground and is like, okay. And then just goes back into position. <laughs> oh wow. Whoa. And I'm like, I'm gonna have to clean that up. Yeah. You're not cleaning it up. (laughs) 
I've had people spread their lips apart and ask me to make them darker. <laughs> I've had <laughs> what a job! Picture you just with your smile, just be like, absolutely. Yeah, oh, like and you know nicest. that I am because I'm so nice. The like, darker the vagina, the better it is. Yeah. <laughs> what's so funny too is that I have such a low tolerance for, especially men. I don't know if you guys feel this way but like there is something really and I feel like more and more I see it like these douchey guys like I have have you seen a lot of dicks too not as many I mean yeah I've seen dicks I've had a guy there was a guy who came in (laughs) I I mean I mean yeah I mean yeah I've seen dicks before okay okay of course that's a spray tan place I feel like in LA wouldn't everyone get spray tans I mean so we don't allow we didn't allow for like it would really have to be a special kind of like an agency thing, like, hey, like this so-and-so is coming in. Mm. They need to get naked. We need no tan lines. So sometimes they put like a sock over. Sometimes you just don't care. Gay uh, gay guys, like I honestly could care less. Like, oh, yeah, whatever, take it off. That's what I mean too, yeah. But there was this guy who came in one time and he was strange and he – had said that he had like a gladiator movie, but the guy was so weird that I didn't really believe him. And then once I started putting the lotion on his feet, he got erect. No. And then he, I would be like, turn around and face the back. And he would be like, yes, ma'am. Like he, it was like getting off on like the, Mm -mm. me telling him what to do. And I, it was really scary. scary. Yeah. So yeah. Too intimate. Uh -uh. Too intimate. Too intimate. I talk about the jean store story that because I, I there was no one in my jean store and a man came in and he took his pants down and showed me his his erect penis and I was like eighteen and I was like no oh my god I was like I guess we don't have any inventory for you <laughs> sir <laughs> please walk out I guess we don't have what you yeah that's terrifying it's oh god, scary, scary because you're in those rooms like that's the thing about that is that you're in those rooms like locked in to you're like locked in a room with people and so it's just sort of one of those things where you feel like you're taking on that energy and there's a lot of weirdos out there women too like you're just sort of like uh it's vulnerable for you as well as that it's not you know everyone needs to be respectful like you know it's it's like being at a doctor like you kind of you know Yeah. You wouldn't do those things in front of your doctor, or maybe people do, I don't know, but I'm sure doctors have crazy stories. But still, it's like you're just here to do your job, like be respectful of it. We're yeah. all we're naked. Like exactly. big deal. Exactly. <sighs> so wild. That's yeah. wild. Wild so times. Then we had a pandemic. Did you what did you do during this pandemic? Or were you spraying during it? No, I'm well, kind of not Ever. really. You're just kind of like, I just I was kind of on unemployment and that's when I really started kind of doing like that's really what I mean for a while I was just I was like privated on Instagram like I didn't utilize my Instagram for I was still like a shell of a human from Mm -hmm. my divorce and this is what really got me out of my shell I love it yeah I I feel like we started around the same time, like in the pandemic, I started like, I'm going to do impressions and put videos up on Instagram like yeah. all the time. I don't or TikTok or whatever. And I just like, it's fun. It becomes your little side job. It feels like a job. It 100% does. And I feel like it's, it's one of those things too, where now I don't think you have to do it to be in the industry, but I feel like in, I feel like it, you, you can, 
I feel like it's just creating things and allowing like you to build this sort of community. And I, I love it. I love it. Well, if you didn't start, we wouldn't have met. So exactly. Are we so happy? I know. I know. It's so true. I was told years ago, no one needs to see my impressions by a really big theater uh, artistic director. And I was so sad about it. Why? I pitched a one woman show and I did all these impressions and this was like, Eight, ten years ago, and they were like, we don't need to see him, but we have Saturday Night Live. And I was like, okay, well. Oh, you did tell me this. Yeah. And then in the pandemic, when we were losing our fucking minds, and I was on unemployment, and Ellen and I were like doing this, and we were just like virtual, virtual, I was like, I'm going to just start like making videos. And <laughs> Jared, hold my phone. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, literally. Jared, we love Jared. The first few Steves, if you go far back, the first few Steves are just me and my camera set up on like a tripod but yeah it's fun to turn them into little movies I think it just depends on the day and how you're feeling and also I your feel finale you're speaking of little movie that was like a movie movie her oh my God, I Ellen so you have to watch her and just like that finale like alternate finale is that what you would call it and yeah 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 I mean that was that was a movie movie that was so good I had so much fun doing that that was I she's got loved, multiple I, locations she plays all the women wow. she's like gives yeah. it send it over Oscar I performance will. I will it's an Oscar performance yeah and I for love everyone you. listening I love you I can't wait to create more I can't me, wait you to and Andrea we made a video together I feel like we have more footage we could probably cut another one out of whatever we, could we probably did. could we need to do something else too but we will we will and we'll do everything we together once you're here I can't wait. I can't well, wait either. Yeah, I'm going to be the bi-coastal bitch. That's my yeah, plan. Yeah, baby. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, any other any other things you want to tell everyone? I mean, you're a dream, and you're very inspiring, and I feel like what you do is, is not easy, and everyone should respect that. And the fact that we chose a career where you don't know where your next fucking paycheck is coming from is just like <laughs> – it's scary. Yeah, no, and that's why you need the support. It's just, you know, I'm so appreciative of the just everybody, like anybody is supportive. And I that's why I mean, I it's can be trash. But like, for the most part, I feel like just people, you know, loving what you do. And the woman who told you that people don't need to see impressions, I actually so disagree. People love that shit. Of they course. love it. It's fascinating. They're like, how did you do that? You know, and so <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, just, you know, follow me on Instagram. Follow, follow her me on, on Instagram. <laughs> no, you are. You're killing it. You're just so funny. And I love your life. I love watching everything about it. And I'm Thank so you. glad that you figured out, like, how to how to pick yourself up. That's very – it's good. You did it, I you know? I love you. I, I love, love you, too. I love you. And thank you for having me. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. Tell them all your handles, where they can find you. You can find me literally everywhere at, at Nicole Travolta. On all across the board. There you go. At Nicole Travolta. <laughs> it's simple. Across yeah. the board. Across the board. Very easy. Um, and let's, you know, we'll manifest all the jobs this year. It's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. All the comedy jobs. Um, and when I when I release this episode, I will share our Samantha and Steve video because it's, it's too good. I it's mean, too good. I can't wait. So fun. Thanks for being here. I love you. I love you more. Bye. Bye. Oh my God, Nicole is energy. She is the energy I needed. The Isn't best. she so sweet? I love She's her. She's so sweet. I know. I can't wait to meet her in LA at some point. I'm going to go there in July, I think. So hopefully we can like go out. She doesn't know it yet, but we'll go out. We'll meet. <laughs> um, we have, I, I got a new gig. Like, I want to say it's been almost a month. 
And I'm having a lot of fun doing this job. Um, my friend who is a very, uh, he's an amazing producer, a very chic, fashionable, like creative. I mean, he is a creative producer and he's, he asked me if I was interested in doing some copywriting and I, I've done copywriting before. I did like a couple things for friends who work in advertising. Like, you know, I've had like gigs that mm-hmm. weren't like, not like fully consistent, but like projects, you know what I mean? Like I mm-hmm. did a Bed Bath and Beyond campaign once and I've done like, Amazon, like other freelance work. Yeah. Freelance. Thank you. I couldn't find my own word. (laughs) And so he asked me to do that. It was kind of cool because they're growing a a new account on Instagram. And so I am doing all of the captions and um, most of them, they do like most of the like, there's some stories and stuff that they'll do that, you know, I, but I, I do the like permanent captions and I'm having so much fun with it. And it's like, it's really cool. It's fashion, it's celebrity, it's pop culture and it's like trends and, you know, it's stuff I'm very like good at. I yeah, feel like so it's like, it's like all my stuff. And then, you know, they don't want them too, too funny. You know what I mean? Cause it's for a very chic, like the brands, um, the brands are all over, but it's for a very, like, chic magazine. Mm-hmm. So they – I don't know if I should say, like, the names, but whatever. Follow the account Shop with Google. Um, mm. Your girl is doing their captions, Shop with Google. And it's fun to see it grow. It was at, like, 300, and now it's, like, over 2,000. And I'm, like, it's only wow. been a couple weeks. That's so, really cool. Yeah. I mean, that's not my doing, but, you know, so. but <laughs> I'm having fun with media. the captions. And it's cool. Yeah. It's, you know, because it's not just like one brand. It's sort of like, you know, yeah. they're featuring like, oh, it's Father's Day or like, oh, it's July 4th or like, you know, summer styles and stuff. So I'm excited about it. And I'm having, you know, it's one of those jobs that I like, I feel like creative and I get to, you know, put but makes me think about like, what do I want to write? And I write a bunch of options and I give them a couple. And then I'm like. I feel it feels really good to see them like go live. I'm like, oh, sweet. That's cool. Yeah, that sounds um, like a fun little gig. So if you guys have any other copywriting jobs out there, <laughs> you're talking to a pro right now. And yeah. uh, and if you have any hand modeling jobs, let me know because yes. these fingers are I think we should just start a hand account. I'll write the captions and we'll just post your hand and like see where it takes wow, us, um, you know? Like that hasn't happened before? The Brooklyn hand, you know? The the, the Bushwick hand. The Remember? hand that rocks the pizza. Remember I don't know. Remember on HQ and there, everyone was like obsessed with my hand? Yes! Oh, I, my God. I told you. <laughs> this Damn. hand was special. <laughs> Ellen's hand was like a meme in the fucking chat. <laughs> yeah. So On After Dark. Oh, my God. It's all coming back. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. That's really funny. I did host a couple HQ uh, shows since we've seen each other. Um, oh, yeah. Which were fun. You know? I love it. I hope I get to do some more soon. So... Play HQ on Thursdays, I guess, if you're out there, you know? Everyone tune into HQ. Win yes. some pennies. That's so nice of you to, to promote it, even though you don't work there. <laughs> I'm going to – why not? Why not? Why should – I love when there's a glitch, though, I? and I have no idea and I'm not working. You probably see it, too, just because of the algorithm. But, like, I, when there's a glitch and you see all the posts, like, I oh, can't yeah, sign I in. Definitely, I can't cash out. I can't do this. I usually like, see a, tw- a tweet from Matt Richards that's like, sorry, everyone, we'll be back in an hour or something or <laughs> – <laughs> or like we can't make it work tonight i don't know you that's know that's the, that's the thing about apps you never know what's gonna happen 
And, and then they uh, get a little I've, deja I've worked vu. for other apps since then. You know, I work for Airtime and other, and I'm working for this other app. And I'm like, wow, you really like it, it does. You forget sometimes that like tech is not always on your side. Yeah, lots of glitches. <laughs> I know you can't take it personally. You know, sometimes who who knows what's happening in the in the ether? I don't know. Um, yeah. If I could fix it all the time, I would. You know, like I never not want it to work. There's never a time where I not want it, I don't want it to work. We're always um, in the same boat. Of course, yeah. It's out of our hands, though. It's nothing you can do. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I have to get back to my copywriting job, but you guys, this has been so great. I, you know, I'm just so busy now that I'm like a full time copywriter. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'd like to do more, though. I think it's. I think I'm good at it. Uh, once, once when I get a good one, I like share it with Jared. I'm like, oh, check this out. Check out. Here's the photo. Are you ready? Are you seeing it? Are you ready? It's, and here's the line. It's cool because it's like basically what you do on your own accounts. Correct. Yes. So I do, like, do that on my own account. <laughs> what you do for fun is like what yeah. you're doing for work. So And I had my birthday week, so I've been slow on my uh my Instagrams and TikToks, but don't worry. I have a lot of stuff kinda of in the in the pipeline that is gonna Just because you've been busy celebrating. Been busy celebrating. And we gotta celebrate too. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. It's going to go on for at least two months. Going into July as well. We're going into – yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? Um, all right. Well, guys, go listen to the other episodes. I think this is episode 97. Holy shit. We're making it to 100. I know we've been a little slow on the schedule lately. I want to apologize for that. But I actually do have an amazing guest lined up for the next one. So it, we're, we're going to get to 100. It's going to be an exciting few weeks. And uh, I hope you're rocking it out with us. Um Again, I, I want to do one more um, submission episode. I want us to host an episode where we talk to a lot of different people. So if you want to, like, write us on social media, you know where to find me, right? Unemployed Podcast, literally on Twitter, on Instagram. DM us or shoot an email to theunemployedteam at gmail.com. Let us know your story, your work story, if you want to vent, if you want to shit on an old boss, whatever you want to do, because we're going to do another collaborative episode soon. So hit us up. And in the meantime, go listen to 96 other episodes and have a beautiful day. Bye. Bye. Right now, I just want to take a moment to thank everybody who has supported our Patreon. This is your shout out right here from me. Tons of love. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon, all of our videos go up there. Sometimes I just write fun things because I feel like it. And it's just a really nice way to support us at Unemployed. And, you know, so we can keep this thing going. We do it for nothing. We do it for fun. We do it for you to listen to. So definitely check out the Patreon. And right now, huge shout out to our patrons, Bill Horton, Chi of Steel, Danielle McCartney, Lori Jackson, Jeannie Logan, we got Joe Galati, Chris Arneson, Jordan Lucero, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, and Vic Terry. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much it means to us, and I appreciate you, and I see you, and I love you. <laughs> <laughs>